my friends. This is Mercedes from The Noshery. And this is Rebecca from Foodie with Family. And welcome to another episode of My Plate is Always Full. And today we're going to be talking about ramen, which I'm very excited about. Absolutely. Every high schooler lives for it. Every college kid knows it, loves it, and lives on it. We're talking about not just ramen, but mostly instant ramen. Which, I mean, you know, is basically a staple of every penny pincher. Absolutely. It's one of the, like, one of the most frugal and filling and delicious inventions ever. Of course, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about the, traditional ramen too. Right, the of, fresh, what I think of as ramen nirvana. Exactly. The ultimate. The fresh noodles, the long simmered broth with all the aromatics in it. All the goodies, the, the ramen egg and yes, the which oil. Yes, which is my favorite. And, mm, yeah. So we're going to do all of that today on this episode, which I think we are very cleverly titled, titling Instant Ramen Equals, equals Instant Happiness. Instant ramen has not always existed. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say, like, you know, you think about instant ramen and it is the brick of noodles. Right. In a little package, in a seasoning packet that's Mm -hmm. in the plastic package with it. But instant noodles were invented by a gentleman named Momofuku Ando of Nissan Foods in Japan. And we still can buy Nissan ramen in all sorts of grocery stores and bodegas and convenience stores anywhere in the US and basically worldwide. These were invented by Mr. Ando in 1958 under the brand name Chicken Ramen, spelled C-H-I-K-I-N. Okay. So um, these were originally considered a luxury item. I mean, I I think... (laughs) <laughs> I mean, even the most humbling of ramen noodles have, I think, an element of luxury to them because of their comfort that they provide. I agree, but I don't think that anyone would argue right now that your average 12-pack of instant noodles that costs $4 is a luxury item. I understand that. That said, originally they were luxury items because the handmade noodles were sold less expensively. So it, Which is interesting because there's more work. That's what I would hand, think, right? Right? Yeah. So it morphed somewhere in between the late 50s when it was invented in 1971 when Nissen also introduced cup noodles. To me, that's that's in the guilty pleasure category mm-hmm. because it's all in one. It's the it's the ingredients. The cooking vessel and the serving vessel. I mean, that's probably why I love them. I mean, talk about talk about a lazy right. You, you know open what I mean? it up, you pour some boiling water in, you, you cover call it up. It a day. You wait like for you five go, minutes. I mean, I specifically remember coming back from a long day at work. You know, putting the kettle on or putting the hot water. Not even the kettle on. Just pouring right. the water in, sticking it in the microwave, nuking it for nuking it for a few seconds. <laughs> going to the bathroom. By the time I got back, you had dinner. Dinner was ready. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess you know if we're looking at it that way, there that is still a luxury food. Because you really don't have to work. (laughs) But if we look at this curve on a graph, we're talking about instant noodles being introduced in 1958. And by 2018, 
more than 103 billion servings of instant noodles were eaten annually worldwide. Okay, like worldwide? Yeah, annually. So it's not just 103 billion servings in the world. It's every flipping year. (laughs) We're talking 103 billion servings of instant noodles. I mean, it's just, but it's so simple to get there. How much does a ramen noodle packet cost? Gosh, you've got everything from, because there's a huge range now. No, but I'm talking about, I mean, I'm assuming that we're getting up to that number because right. the the most standard, simplest, cheapest brick of noodles with the seasoning so is what, I like can, 25 cents a piece or something? Yeah, like that? I can walk into Dollar General and get an eight pack of chicken ramen for, I think, $1.25. So that's, that's even under... 20 insane. cents a packet. You know, it's it's impressive. I mean, I've always like, if you want to be a legit prepper or something like that, too, you know what I mean? Like, if, if you want to, like, just pr- get a giant, go to Sam's Club and get a giant thing of ramen. I mean, you'll probably get sick of ramen at some have point. Have a ramen warehouse. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it could happen. I have a ramen bunker. I am prepared <laughs> for the end times. Um, like I mentioned, there's this whole range of ramens. You've got the 20 cent per packet ones. You've got instant ramen or instant noodles that can range up to five to six dollars per packet yes i've seen them and even now you even have some that are in the freezer section right so frozen ramen Mm -hmm. and it comes with a packet to make your broth or it could even have a, a little envelope that has the right amount of broth for the right amount of noodles it's there's this whole range but are the ones that are more expensive worth it yes Actually, they are. I'll, I'll just spoil that. I'm not even going to put any suspense in there. They're fantastic. I was going to try and insert no, there's no an build opinion up. in there. I'm sorry. I couldn't even wait. I, the answer is yes. Some of these expensive ones are really a pretty gourmet experience. Yeah, I agree with you. Absolutely. And they're done just as fast as the 20 cent packet. There's a time and place for both of them. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to like when I'm really not feeling it. I just kind of don't care. We're doing like this 25 cent packet in the pot, call it a day when I really just don't have time for it, but I want to feel like I have time for it and And I'm making an effort. Maybe preserve a little bit of your dignity as a chef (laughs) (laughs) when it matters. I pay six bucks for some ramen and make it like reheated at home. Exactly. So how does instant ramen differ from fresh ramen? I mean, the noodles mainly. Right. right. So and the, also, of course, the toppings. You know what I mean? And right. On on their most basic level, what they have in common on the broth. Is actually, it's really everything. <laughs> right. So what they have in common is the style of noodle. Yes. So while the dried noodles are dried and the fresh noodles are not, they're still made the same way. And that's with wheat flour, alkaline water, and salt. What does the alkaline water do? The alkaline water, it increases the response of the gluten. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get a stretchier, chewier That kind of gives it that chewy texture Exactly. To it. And, yeah. and ramen noodle, ramen noodles have that characteristic chew that some other pastas don't. No, absolutely. Like, I, you know, if you're in a pinch, you'll find a lot of recipes out there. Sometimes it'll be like, just use spaghetti noodle. Right. Which is fine. And it tastes good. And it tastes good. There's but, absolutely nothing wrong with it. But I don't think there's anyone who's going to argue that the texture of that boiled it's spaghetti completely noodle different. is the same. Because right. even if you want to get close to that texture, you have to cook that pasta kind of to death. Right. And then actual pasta noodles like italian pasta noodles especially like an egg-based one or anything like that start to get an element of i don't want to say 
it's sliminess, like slithery. I would kind say of, that's a fair characterization. Yeah, like it's, just, it's not my favorite texture. Right. You know what I mean? As, you mean in a ramen context, but outside yeah. of it. Like I love pasta, but when you're doing it in a pasta dish, you're cooking it al dente. You want it to keep its, you know, it, it still has a little toothsome, you know, bite to it or whatever. Right. But when you're putting it in a pot of ramen where it's going to sit in hot liquid for an extended period of time, it's just going to, it becomes overcooked. Yeah. So just to summarize the similarity between instant ramen and fresh ramen is that they both have these noodles that have that characteristic chew. Um, Instant noodles are formed into a brick after they've been cooked and they're either, it's funny. They describe it as, dehydrating them in an oil-based environment okay well first of all are they shaping they're i'm assuming they're shaping them into the brick and shaping then drying them, in, them out yes yeah so I mean, the, you're not the gonna cooked like noodles but saying that's a stupid question because you're not going to put something and shape it into a brick after it's been dried right Good that dirt. would be really hard to do <laughs> I'm, i'm so smart i'm not sure the technology is exists <laughs> for that so these the noodles are par cooked. They're not completely cooked, which means they still have a lot of body to them. They're formed into the brick and then effectively they're fry dried. So they're not completely fried, but there is oil on them and they're at a high temperature. But they're not like deep fried. No, they're okay. not deep fried, okay. but there is oil involved in the dehydration process. Interesting. That is one of the ways that they differ. Uh, fresh ramen usually has a very long simmered broth. Yes. We're talking hours. As opposed to the instant ramen, you just get the seasoning packet. Right. You have a bouillon packet. Yeah. It may or may not have dehydrated vegetables in it, depending on, you know, which, which part brand. of the scale yeah. you're on depending in terms of Depending on how of fancy cost. you want this instant ramen to be. Right. So the fresh ramen will usually have a really long simmered pork or chicken or even fish broth. I love one of my, I mean, my favorite is a a ramen with some slices of pork belly in it. That's pretty. And an egg. Yeah, that's pretty standard. Yeah. Usually it's going to have some miso and a flavoring component called tara. And that. Have you ever had it with that fish cake in it? I have, and it's good. Which almost, when, okay, so when I say fish cake, people might be thinking like. We're not talking about a birthday cake with fish. No, or even like a crab cake or anything like that. It's. I, to me, it almost looks like an omelet. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yep. Like a really thin crepe cake kind of deal. And um, I think it's made, it has like maybe like a bonito flakes used mm-hmm. to give that fishy flavor. It's not like fish pieces, so to right. speak. Yeah, so oh, that's some good stuff. It, that I love that. And bonito so, flakes are basically really thinly, 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 like featherweight, thinly sliced dried aged fish and it imparts a ton of umami oh gosh, to whatever you so put good in. and it's not even overtly fishy no it's kind of one of those you know exactly umami it's one of those things like you know it gives us the savoriness you can i've i've had dishes where they take bonito flakes and add it almost like a seasoning on top yes, too and it dances around yeah it looks if you've never seen it before and you get presented with a plate that's been sprinkled or topped or rice or whatever has been topped with bonito flakes it might kind of freak you out at first because it's it looks, moving yeah it, it is lo- actually moving <laughs> it looks like it's alive but it's but not it's, it it's not the flakes that are 
moving per se as much as it's the heat moving past the flakes and the flakes are so light and gentle that they move with that steam. It's really kind of fun once you're used to the idea that you don't actually have live fish in your bowl. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't actually resemble fish either. It looks like a seasoning flake, which it is. Yes. It just happens it to does, be. I, this is a bad thing to compare it to, but it, oh, good. it kind of looks like fish food. It does. Like fish food flakes? Yeah, you know it what does. I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, way more appetizing, but it is an association that and I And I would do. like to point out right now, before anybody asks, you cannot substitute fish food for Bonito Absolutely flakes. Absolutely not. Just to make that clear. <laughs> Absolutely so not. So <laughs> I have to say, Miss Sadie, you and I have had, we've, together, we had one of my favorite bowls of ramen ever. Is this when we went to that place in New York? Yeah, Toto oh, Ramen. Toto Ramen. That was some spectacular ramen. Talk about, and this place was, there's several Toto Ramens, I think, throughout the city. At least three. At least. And the one, I don't remember exactly where we were, but the one that we went to, it was a, a basement location. I think we were in Hell's Kitchen, weren't we? I don't remember. It, it Really, that kind of, that weekend was a little bit of a blur, but... <laughs> <laughs> Lots of um, but I remember we were it was like we walked down it was basically a narrow hallway with a bar maybe there was a few tables in the front and then cash you had to, only yeah cash only and then you had to sit at the bar mm-hmm. and it was freaking fantabulous it was a bowl of ramen the size of my head it was so good and it had the miso tara in that was so spectacular they mixed a brick miso with ground pork that had been browned Mm -hmm. and they put a dollop of that on the top of the bowl of ramen and is it just it just like you stirred it with your chopsticks and it melted into it was amazing get yourselves to toto ramen if you get the chance and try their ramen and my favorite thing is the egg in a ramen. Oh, yes. And their so, eggs were perfect. As as we have previously discussed, we really like <laughs> eggs. And we really like eggs with a creamy yolk. Yeah, it has to be like a jammy yolk. Right. So That's when my you, jam. When you cut into that egg, the yolk disperses into... I'm sorry. <laughs> Would you like to repeat your joke for emphasis? Or are I we said moving the it? jammy yolk is my jam. It's her jam. <laughs> I acknowledge your joke. And now we move on. <laughs> Smack. So yes, though when you cut into that egg and the yolk mixes into the soup with that miso and the ground pork, it's it's pure heaven. And while you can't quite get the same effect from instant ramen, I mean, you can you can you can you can play with it. You can hack it, so to speak. We'll we'll discuss that. We will discuss that for sure. But other things that you'll see a lot in a fresh ramen, you know, of course, we talked about the pork belly pork belly, the miso, the egg that I've only mentioned like three or four times now. A lot of times there will be sprouts. Scallions, or nori, even pickled, pickled vegetables. Pickled radish. A or lot. baby corn too. Yes. All these kind of things you'll see. It. It's almost like a soup salad. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah. I think it, it's kind of a soup salad. It's a, a, a noodle soup salad. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. Okay. So another soup salad. I guess if you really think about it, any veggie kind of soup could be a soup salad. Except no, because there are the raw uncooked vegetables that go into ramen. Yes. Okay. That wouldn't necessarily, like you wouldn't pile a bunch of bean sprouts on top of your bowl of chicken noodle soup. Although I might now that I've mentioned it. I mean, there's no hard and fast rule that you can't. It's just not usually done. Correct. Whereas with ramen, it is usually done. Yes. So there's, there's our difference. (laughs) 
So let's say you want to branch out of your 20 cent packet of ramen. And you want to try some of them that are out there that are maybe a little bit swankier. I haven't really ventured through the, what's the word I'm looking for? Through the wonderful world of packaged ramen? I guess. Like, you know, the just the scale that is available. You know what okay. I mean? I've done basically 25 cent ramen or really good restaurant ramen. Okay. I so, mean, don't get me. Yeah, actually, correction. I have done the ramen that's already in the bowl, but it is dehydrated and the seasonings in there and the vegetables are in there. Like it's really like maybe a step up from cup of noodle. Okay. Well, I mean, cup of noodle is still a decent place to start. Yeah. But there are quite a few brands out there and I've been lucky enough to have some gifted to me because my brother lives in Korea. Okay. He and his wife and their daughter, they live in Daegu. And when he came to visit, he brought a suitcase full of Various ramens. That sounds... Maybe, maybe he didn't fill the entire suitcase. I want a suitcase full of ramen. Well, I could make that happen. <laughs> Adds to Christmas list here. <laughs> Miss Sadie wants a suitcase full of ramen. First stop is a thrift shop I just want to make sure it's not like... Like, I don't want it all liquidy and stuff. Like, I don't want you to get... You don't want me to make the ramen and put it in the suitcase? <laughs> Heard. Okay. So, one of my favorite... Maybe... I would put this on the the higher scale. It's not a $6 per packet. It's it's something that is affordable, but it's a favorite at our house is Shin Ramen. Okay. And Shin Ramen comes in two varieties. There's one with a red label and one with a black label. I feel like I've seen that. I think you probably have because it's one of the more common, better ramens Uh that you can purchase now. But it's, it's the sort that has the broth packet but it also has... Now, a, does it have an actual broth packet or does it have like a seasoning it's, packet? It's a bouillon packet. Okay. So it's got the dried spices, herbs, soup base in one package, but it also has a packet of dried vegetables. Okay. So you mix that in. So already you're kind of, you're raising but the bar a little bit. But are we outside of like the peas and carrot vegetables? We've got pepper flakes okay. and onion flakes and yeah, there's still peas Just and your, carrots, okay. but it's dehydrated vegetables. I mean... There's only so far you can go with that. (laughs) But it has, in my opinion, it has a higher quality soup base. So it's a little more nuanced. It's got a little bit more going on with it. That's the red label package. When you go to the black label package, you also have a little packet of dark soy sauce that you mix in at the end. Okay. And a little packet of chili oil. Oh, so kind of very similar that you would do a lot of times when you do pho. Yeah. You know, they give you like the hoisin and the sriracha. Right. So it. this has the the other sauces that you stir into the noodles when they're done. Okay. So again, you know, we're, we're going up you're, another you're level. Up, you're moving up the moving on up, so to yeah, speak. Exactly. So if, <laughs> if you're kind of looking to move into something else that you haven't tried, maybe that is a spectacular. And that comes on a, in like it's shelf, you know, with the other ramen. Oh, yeah. It's shelf stable. Okay. If you can't. If you don't have a really extensive Asian food section in your grocery store, you can hit an an Asian market and probably find it it there. I can almost guarantee that an Asian market is going to carry at least red label Shen Ramen and probably the black label as well. Okay. I'll keep an eye out for it. Check it out. I believe you can even get it on Amazon. 
I mean, <laughs> what could oh, you not get on Shocker. Amazon? You can get it on Amazon. So there's another brand, though, that I really like that would be a good place to to experiment a little in. This is maybe the same price point as the Shin Black Label. It's Indomie Ramen. And some of these have... Into me ramen? No, not into me. Into me, which is what I, you know, this is where the noodles go. They go into me. No, it's Indomie. I-N-D-O-M-I-E. And we'll link to all of these ramens. But this is another one that has three or four seasoning packets that you add at various points and a thing of oil and a thing of sauce that you add at the end. So it's got these more... Do you have one that you prefer over the other? It depends on which day of the week you ask me, because Shin Ramen, Black Label and Red Label have what I would think of as more of a traditional ramen flavor profile, whereas Indomie has a hint of curry. Oh, well, where where is it from? I am not sure. Like, I'm just wondering. I think I it mean, may. I, I need to look this up. Because I just talking. wonder, because, you know, having curry in it is not traditionally... I mean, am I correct to say it's not traditionally Japanese? Um, there are definitely Japanese curries. Okay. So, so that's why, it, you know, I just wonder if it's kind of like a, a play, so to speak. I'm, I'm looking this up because I want to see where it's from. And Indomie ramen is not shockingly. Let's, let's go to the name here, people. Is it it's from, from Indonesia. Indonesia? That's what I was going to say. I was going to assume. (laughs) But it's more complicated than that, as I'm finding out now. Yes, it was introduced to the market in Indonesia, but it was introduced in Nigeria. Okay. Interestingly, by export. And apparently, it's the first instant noodle manufacturing plant in Nigeria. Oh. So we all... It's very global. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my instant noodles are very but global. This, this all would explain the the curry that's right. added to it. Yeah. Or the, I'm assuming it's, is it like a strong curry or is it a, you know? I would say it's a relatively mild curry. Okay. So this is why I, I didn't question where it was from because I've had Japanese curries that are about the same level of spice as Indomie. It's kind of a subtle. That really sounds interesting. I think I'd love, I'd love to give that one a try. Yeah. Because well, it'd be like a little play, something a little different. You sure. Know? When you want your instant you know noodles, me. but you want your instant noodles to be a little extra. <laughs> <laughs> Go for Indomie. So there's one other thing I'd like to talk about. And I the- I think this this one is like one of my favorite things to do. Is it- Go ahead. It's like dressing up an instant ramen. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? Taking something really simple like an instant ramen and assessing like what you have in the kitchen and how can you kind of take this instant ramen up a notch to make it like into a really full meal. So I call that churching up my ramen. Churching up your ramen, like Like putting on your Sunday best. Exactly. You are getting your ramen ready to go to church. (laughs) It could happen. In this case, what I would do just if, if I wanted something more than just that instant ramen packet would be to boil the noodles according to the package instructions. Yes. Drain them, add the seasoning packet, add some a handful of baby spinach. Okay, so you are doing this dry, essentially. Right. So this Because I like to do that where it's not the ramen in a broth. Right. But it's the ramen, the cooked noodle 
seasoned yes. with the seasoning packet. Well, I will say the way I'm about to top it, you could do this with the soup or with the dried noodles. But mm-hmm. my preference is to drain them, add the seasoning packet, add a handful of baby spinach, um, any leftover pickled veg I might have in the house, and top it with a fried egg. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that is 100% a legitimate meal in my world. Absolutely. I would eat that any day of the week. So that is, that's my favorite ramen hack. Okay. Do you have a favorite? I mean, I have a favorite that I like to do now as a grown up, and then I had one when I was a kid. Okay. Can I hear both? Well, the one when I was a kid was pretty kiddish. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Oh, sure. Which was the ramen noodle drained with a little bit of the seasoning. Mm-hmm. Maybe some cheese. Okay, yeah. And like hot dog. <laughs> okay, so my husband made something like that and he used to call it bachelor dinner or I something no like idea, that. I have no idea, but I just, it was my, that's what I liked as, and I'm talking about like a really young kid. I'm yeah. talking about like 10, 11 years okay, old. So my husband was in his 30s. Yeah. <laughs> so at least I had, I had an excuse for that, you know, and I don't even, I can't, I haven't eaten it in so long. I can't say whether... It's like, what the heck was I thinking? Or it's like, I know it sounds kind of horrible, but it's pretty good. But it would work. I mean, I think probably you could do it instead of using like American cheese slices, you can put like a good cheese in there. Okay, hang on. Actually, this makes me think of a recipe that I actually have. And it the coin just dropped for me. Okay. You grew up on an Air Force base. Yes. There is a recipe called Korean Army Stew. And Korean army stew is sort of the ultimate churching up of a ramen packet. You cook your ramen noodles in a broth. Uh It's usually an anchovy broth or a chicken broth. And you add hot dogs or sausages, (laughs) sliced spam, kimchi, some sliced green onions, some bean sprouts, whatever you have on hand vegetable-wise. But it is characterized by having these processed meats and sometimes American cheese. Yeah, because that was what was handy. It was was available near the army bases. Exactly. In Korea. And I kind of grew up eating something. Something. Something like that. Something something similar to that. Right. So you were making... I mean, my dad was stationed in Korea for a short amount of time. I don't know. You don't know that you picked up on that by osmosis? You know what? It's very possible that's where I picked it up from because my dad was stationed in Korea when I was in the first grade. And I do know for a fact that I was not eating that until after that. So there's a solid chance your dad came back with like Korean eating, army stew. Exactly. And it just kind of like moved and through. And it morphed into what you guys had available. I never thought about that because I had no idea. Isn't that kind of fun? That is so very I'm gonna, interesting. I'm going to link to my Korean army stew. Well, now I feel like I need to make it again and try it. This is going to be fun. <laughs> so that that's I mean, not as quick as my first hack, uh-huh. but it takes even the 20 cent packet of ramen and makes it something that well yeah i would serve the simplest thing i do now is the ramen drop the egg in let the egg cook in the broth with the ramen and then you know add a little bit of soy sauce Mm -hmm. some sriracha in there some green onion call it a day like that's really a really quick fix not even thinking twice about it kind of deal if i really want to make it super hearty if I got some rotisserie chicken laying around, mm-hmm. I'll throw that in too. So, or pork, you know, if I've done a pork shoulder within the last few days and mm. I got some leftover pork, I'll throw that in. 
So my husband's favorite hack is to take ramen and kind of combine it with the idea of egg drop soup. So he'll beat an egg in a ramekin yeah. or a measuring cup and stir it into the simmering broth and noodles. And it creates a it creams that broth. Right. Which and is it, nice. And makes some ribbons. You yeah. Know, some thin ribbons of cooked eggs. So that's his favorite. So my kid's favorite thing to do with a packet of instant noodles is probably the easiest ramen hock. I'm sure. Ramen hock. <laughs> Did they put a ham hock in it? <laughs> no. My kid's favorite thing to do with instant noodles is probably the easiest ramen hack in existence. They break up the package. So they break up the noodles inside the packet, uh-huh. open up the little envelope of seasoning mix, sprinkle it over the dried noodles, and eat it like chips. Oh, like a popcorn chip exactly. kind of deal. And really, it's kind of surprisingly good. I would never have... Occurred, it would never have occurred to me to do that. So, like, I know I've seen ramen used as like a salad topping, sure, or maybe in some kind of snack mix or something like that, or as a crunch element in a coleslaw, yeah, or something of that nature. But I've never thought, like, let me just crush up this packet, packet of, of ramen, <sighs> sprinkle it with seasoning, and shove it in my mouth. I mean, it sounds like a very teenage boy thing to do. Well. Not shockingly, my children are teenage boys. I mean, the stories that my husband tells me of him and his brother and the things that they would eat to just like eat something my is husband, horrifying. To my me. husband and his brother actually used to eat boxes of dried spaghetti. I think my husband told me a story one time where him and his brother just ate entire batter uh-huh. of cake, like a cake batter or brownie batter or something like that and got like super sick. Okay, so another one of my brothers-in-law used to dip sticks of butter into the sugar dish. Oh, and shut eat up. Them. Shut. Stop talking. <laughs> stop talking right now. I will not say which one it was. I will preserve his dignity. I don't want to hear the rest of that story. I'm stopping right there. No, I, that was the whole story. He ate the butter sticks <laughs> dipped in sugar, which let's let's get back to the ramen, though. Something a little more appetizing. So also, I have broken packets of ramen noodles into bite-sized pieces and mix them into homemade Chex Mix. Oh. And then when it's done, I stir in wasabi-coated peas. Oh. So it's kind of fun and crunchy. Yeah. And the I... noodles get toasted with the butter and the Chex and all of those other things. And it's all it's all straight savory. You're it's not... straight savory. Okay. There's no sweet added in there. Oh, you I mean you could if you wanted to. But I no, feel like I in mean, this case, it needs to be savory. I wouldn't. I just was confirming right. that my... Assumption was correct. Your assumption is correct. And the wasabi peas. I love wasabi peas. Those have to go in at the end because if you do it beforehand, the butter melts the wasabi off. And then burns your face off essentially all over the, I don't know. No, but it's kind of sad if you're expecting to bite into a crunchy, spicy wasabi pea and you just have like a sad chewy pea. (laughs) My new punk band name, (laughs) sad chewy pea. All that aside, this those are just things you can do with the instant ramen packets. And they are, you know, they're myriad. It's, it's an almost endless list of things that you can do. But we also have some fairly legitimate ramen recipes on yeah, our Yeah, I mean, I make, I have on, on the blog, I have a uh, instant, not instant. I'm, we said instant so many times. I'm like, instant. <laughs> Your brain goes to instant. Yes. I have a slow cooker pork ramen. It's a pork shoulder, five spice blend seasoning Mm. in the broth, slow cooks in the slow cooker all day. And so that way, by the time you get home, 
You're just shredding the pork, tossing in noodles. On the post, I actually was trying to do a healthier version, so I did spiralized noodles. Okay. Like so, a spiralized sweet potato. Oh, that'd be delicious. But, you know, you can do, uh, you can add an, a pack of instant ramen in there or, mm-hmm. you know, boil some ramen. Just said the same thing twice. That's okay because you mean it. So <laughs> she's emphasizing how easy this can be by telling us twice. Exactly. And I give you a recommendation of toppings and everything like that. And then the next day, say you don't want soup or ramen, you can um, strain the pork out that's left and then easily just like fry it up in a skillet, serve it with some rice. So I am betting the house smells incredible when you walk in and that's been cooking all day. Yeah, which is like the case with most slow cooker recipes. Like by the time you get home, you know, the entire house is just permeating with that smell. That is one of my favorite things. (laughs) I don't love all slow cooker recipes, but I do love walking into a house that has had something slow cooking all day. Yeah. And it's just very spicy and warm. And I give you a list of recommendations of like what to top it with and everything like that and keep it really simple. I'm definitely going to make that. (laughs) So generally... My life's a little bit hectic, uh-huh. and I acknowledge that, but I still try to make sure that we've got decent food happening on our table most nights per week. And for me, um, I rely on my Instant Pot. And you can totally do this one right. also in an Instant Pot. I just hadn't thought about it that way. Right. You know what I mean? Well, no, I have a, a chicken ramen recipe. Oh, that you've is, told me about this yeah, one. Yeah, this one is start to finish in the Instant Pot, and it's good for people like me who have a failure of planning plan. ahead. <laughs> yeah. And so you start with some chicken tenders, you brown them in the instant pot, you add some aromatics, like your garlic and your ginger and some of those things, and you create a broth around it, seal your instant pot, cook it until the chicken is fall apart tender. And then you're just going to toss in some things like maybe some baby bok choy, some green onions, um, a little bit of uh, maybe some pickled carrot oh, in yeah, there or something yeah. like that. Toss that in at the end. And then you just put in a packet of instant ramen and, you know, shelve the broth. You've already flavored it. So you and don't need to add the broth packet. How long do you cook it for? Oh, it's done in under a half an hour. Okay. Because I was thinking to myself, um, for example, I love the addition of the egg. Yes. But I don't necessarily want to have to plan to do the egg boil. Do you know what I mean? Well, you can actually cook the eggs ahead of time and hold them in a cold fridge peeled. Okay. And then just add them in at the end to warm through. Yeah. But so. um, what I was going to get to is that, you know, if you don't want to do a little bit of planning, there's it's still delicious and there's nothing wrong with just cracking an egg in a hot and adding it to the hot liquid. Right. And the the hot liquid will cook the the white and it'll set the yolk up enough so that it's creamy. That's like, is it the most good. traditional or the most authentic? No, but yeah. it is still delicious. Yeah. And it's and still a way to get your egg into your ramen. Which I think we'd both agree is pretty crucial. Yeah. Like I just think it's really something that you would want to do. Yeah. So. And if you don't, then I'm not sure we can help you. <laughs> <laughs> So is that everything we got on instant ramen? That is the entire kit and caboodle. I feel like right now would be a good time to have some instant ramen because I I sense and hear a storm brewing. Oh, yeah. I I hear a little bit of thunder. So I think uh, curling up with a warm bowl of ramen would be actually a great thing right now. I'm in. So go ahead and make sure you subscribe to our podcast. You guys hear that? Holy smokes. Subscribe to the podcast. 
Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. You can also listen to us on our website at myplateisalwaysfull.com. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You get a little bit of behind the scenes. And if you have any questions, stories, or recommendations of where we should go to eat some really good ramen. Do you have a ramen hack you could share with us? Absolutely. I'd like more. We'd love to hear it. Shoot us an email at myplateisalwaysfull at gmail.com. And if you have any episode request, we would definitely appreciate it because, I mean, I know we're geniuses and everything, but we need some help coming up with ideas sometimes. Amen. <laughs> we're so humble also. <laughs> my modesty is my best quality. So make sure you stay tuned for our next episode, which is, what are we doing next? We're doing, I don't feel like cooking. I feel like that is basically my life, <laughs> even though it is also my job. In other words, we're going to, we're going to talk about what we do when we don't feel like cooking, but we still want to eat. Exactly. And it's not always ramen. Exactly. Spoiler alert. So make sure you tune in next time. That's right. Stay hungry. Join us next week for another helping of My Plate is Always Full. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe through your favorite podcasting platform, leave a review, and share it with your friends to spread the love. You can also find links to today's recipes on our website, myplateisalwaysfull.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And if you have any questions or episode requests, email us at myplateisalwaysfull at gmail.com.